It's the Linda Wolf account. I know you made an acquisition. She's late again. Exercise your option. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. Hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you uh, all had a good holiday, um, however you want to celebrate it. A, a good holiday and a good new year. Um, I know that we ended it on the most positive of notes with uh, Carol for another Christmas. The happiest feel-good holiday movie of all time. Oh yeah, I was feeling great after that. <laughs> So like this eating is, my cereal in the, in the front window, like, Oh man, this is amazing. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying like, I'm hoping that like during like, a, if you were with like friends and family having a nice meal, you look out to the right, you see all the people that can't have the nice meal and you're like, well, well, you know, sucks to be them and just keep eating your food. Like I just, like, <laughs> no, that's not the message to be taken from that. So anyway, I hope everybody had a good and safe holiday. Uh, also, a good uh, Rod Serling day because his birthday was uh, December twenty fifth. He, I think, he would technically would be was it ninety nine um, as of that birthday. That's crazy to me. Uh, granted, he was you know gone much earlier than that. But anyway, we're in a new year uh, and uh, new year, new us. That's not true. Uh, but we're getting back into. Um, the eighties twilight zone, uh, two things, Terry, I want to mention to you, uh, before we get into this, uh, well, is it one is, uh, I saw an article that somebody posted is on like one of those random, like pop culture sites where it was somebody that was writing about like, Hey, you're going into the new year. How about 10 twilight zone episodes from the sixties and 10 from the eighties, like to recommend. I'm like, that's cool. They're actually acknowledging the eighties, but then they picked in their 10, a message for charity. And I'm like, I can't read anything else you're writing here. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, that would might sour my opinion of the rest of the list too. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, that one that also was a, her pilgrim soul. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, cause then, you, but then you think, well, maybe they just watched like the first few episodes of season one. Uh, and that's not true. Cause they ended up naming an episode that you and I have not actually seen yet. So this person actually did watch a lot of eighties twilight zone. So credit to them. But I was like, Oh no, that, what happened here? It, something went awry. So yay for championing this other series, but boo for I, whatever that was. So I feel, I do feel bad about that. And then also too, um, the, the sci-fi channel had their marathon, uh, you know, like there was, a, they actually went like, was it two or three days? Like their, their, um, you know, Twilight Zone marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know if I don't, did I send you the screenshot? of what was going into the new year, like what was being played at that no. point. Oh dear. So it was going, so I, I have this here. I'll read it out to you. So, um, so, um, Sunday, the 31st going into Monday, the first, right. 
Um, 10.25 p.m., an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Good, good, right? Actually, I should go back. Right. Before that was uh, spur of the moment with this. All right. After that is occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Okay, cool, 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 cool. 10.50, what's in the box? That was that TV episode that we didn't like, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, some total whiplash there. Then um, 11.15, the masks, which we liked a lot from season five. That was a fun yeah. episode. And that dealt with people putting on masks and waiting till midnight, right? You're like, yeah. okay, well, that's taking us into like midnight, right? Um, 11.40, uh, I am the night, color me black. All right, good. We're going we're gonna, to uh, end the year and start the year on something really heavy, right? Um, okay, 12.05, the first episode of The Twilight Zone played on sci-fi officially for 2024 is Sounds and Silences. Interesting. I don't, really know, I don't know if it's interesting. It's this idle hands make for an unproductive poop deck. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, just, just, I, I'm just thinking it's interesting because like they have some bangers in there and then they go to that. That's just, I don't know. Was that, that wasn't in that order. Was it? It is. Well, well, okay. So this is a little weird because the way sci-fi listed it. Yeah. Is that they're like season one, episode 27. It's like, it wasn't season one, it was season five. So, um, these are all season like so like if you go and look at their their list that they made, they curated for this they pretty much stuck like not like an order like they they stuck to seasons and like you know stuff from season one season two season like whatever right no season four stuff who'd have thought um, which is a bummer because we we talked there's a couple of those in there right that are worthy of playing oh but, yeah yeah but it's like it wasn't like. Yeah, it's like they kind of like they skipped some things like because after Sounds and Silences was the encounter, which again, that was the one with uh, George Takei, right? That was the one with him in the attic, right? Um, right. That that wasn't like that was aired once and then, you know, like eventually showed up in syndication again, as we talked about. Um, so they purposely chose some things here. And I just I don't I can't recall the actual airing order, but it's like, you know, it just feels weird to me. It's like you go from an occurrence of Owl Creek bridge, which is like, I understand it's twilight zone, but not, we talked about it at the time. Amazing episode. What's in the box. Not an amazing episode. The masks, pretty good episode. I am the Nate color me black. Pretty good episode. Heavy handed, but that's good. Cause for what it was doing. And then it's like, Oh, by the way, um, what fart and silences after that? Like, I just don't understand if anybody was, uh, you know, whatever anyway so that's what happened yeah so, that, that yeah. i mean that, I, that just solidifies the fact that it's like all right i guess it's time to go to bed it's like oh we had the champagne and the kiss and i don't know what's going on. nah we're good right so anyway <laughs> i just thought thought you'd appreciate those two things about like i was kind of because everybody was having like their things you should like because like sci-fi has kind of made it like the official unofficial marathon time for the twilight zone right which is great that's a lot of fun um, but I just looked at like, I was like, really, that's what we're ringing in the new year on is that's like, I have, I have opinions of what could have been worse, but not by much. Right. I think so. it was, I think it was new year's Eve that I, um, cause I stayed over at my father-in-law's place for, uh, for the weekend. He lives out uh, near the lake over here in the Cleveland area, but like kind of closer to Sandusky for people that don't live out this way. Um, but yeah, so we stay out there whenever we want to have like, you know, fun and everything. And we're going to ring in the new year there. When we came out of the bedroom to like, you know, say good morning and everything. I look at the TV and it's, uh, death has revisited. Nice. I'm like, Oh, I was uh, like, shit. I know this episode. <laughs> you're, you're like, you know what? I'm 
time to feel bad. Like, or time, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it was right when uh, the lead character was getting like chased around. I was like, oh, great. I was like, there's the happy go lucky uh, Twilight Zone that we all yeah, wanted. It's like, well, I mean, that Nazi, you know, he, yeah, he deserved you know, everything that was coming to him. You're like, you know what? Oh, yeah. 2024, starting off right, you know, like, um, yeah, and then when I woke up, uh, 2024, there was this, like four turkey vultures outside my house picking at a raccoon carcass. So I don't know what that says. Um, yeah. Uh, I those, thought that was pretty badass. I was like, oh, man, it's starting a gang. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just, like, there was like, I saw, it wasn't a raccoon, I'm sorry, it was a skunk uh, that uh, had gotten hit. Uh, not that people, do, like, that, that's important, I guess. Um, it, it was, it's an animal people don't normally care about. Let's put it that way. Uh, and I saw, like, I just kind of woke up and looked out, I was like, looked out the window, I was like, holy shit. I was like, there's vultures outside our house. And then I saw two, and then the third showed up, and then a fourth. And I was like, how many are around here? And then one well, landed. Un- they're unionizing, yeah. man. They're getting- <laughs> and then, then one landed on our roof. Like, we have, like, our first floor roof, or first story roof, I should say. And this thing was, like, huge. And I'm just like, all right. I don't, is this an omen, a good omen, a bad omen? I don't know what's going on. So there yeah, you go. I, I saw your wife's uh, post on Facebook of yeah. it. And I was like, I think that's a buzzard. I don't know. And then I, I did a Google search of the picture itself. And I was like, oh my God, it's a turkey vulture. I was like, I've never seen one in real life. So that's pretty badass. I've always seen, well, you always see them in the distance, right? Like, you know, like whatever. Well, but, I yeah. never know what it is. I mean, it, for all I know, it could be a person in a plane. I, <laughs> a very small <laughs> well, plane. The, like I, I live in Cleveland. So I live like, you know, and this like pretty busy, like for what it is, right? Like side streets. And it was funny watching people kind of drive and then like do a wide berth of the, like of them picking up the carcass. And then some people slowing down, just looking at them. And then one, one person just like drove over the skunk and just beeped their horn to make the, the vultures. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, really dude? Like, like, I don't think you need, like these birds are too big. Don't piss them off. Right. Yeah, um, you might be next. Yeah. yeah it's like, so I, I wonder if they're like crows. Well, they'll remember you and let yeah. you track you down. Yeah. I saw the fourth one pull a shiv out and just go after the car. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that was like, like marking down the license plate number. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'll find you. Yeah. Uh, beep, beep, MFR, you know, whatever. Anyway, so that, anyway, that's either here or there. Hope everybody had a good New Year's. I just wanted to, to briefly mention some of that. And then, and then turkey vultures, as you do, right? So um, we're ready to get into uh, season two, episode eight, question mark. Um, I have question marks for reasons because CBS is stupid. Um, we ready to get into this? Yeah, let's go, okay. man. So. so season two, episode eight, uh, question mark, the card air date, February 21st, 1987. Um, so day and date stuff. I have number one film. Oh, it's platoon. Number one song living on a prayer by Bon Jovi, uh, which was part of the soundtrack for platoon. People don't realize that I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, for day and date stuff, uh, a second Unabomber bomb explodes a Salt Lake city computer store in the United States. Injuring the owner. That's all I had. We, we've talked about the Unabomber previously. It was a big deal. Uh, you know, Very much course. so. Yeah. So um, when I mentioned about CBS being weird is that we talked about how originally the Twilight Zone was supposed to air as an hour-long show, and then they could have multiple segments, right? And we've talked about that previously. But then they stopped for a bit and just started airing half-hour episodes. Now, going forward for the rest of the season – it's going to be an hour's worth of television, but two half hour episodes. So when, when you, when like you and I, we have the, the, the DVD of the series, this is labeled as what, like episode nine. 
and it has two episodes in there. But then the one that we just covered recently, what was it? Um, oh, was it a world apart or whatever? The one with Norm from cheers. Um, that was like for syndication was split out to be a half hour episode. So the, the numbering gets really weird here. So I'm going to ask you like the, technically this is episode eight. And then the next one we'd be talking about be episode nine. Is that fine? Like, or do I have to keep adding letters to things? Cause I'm annoyed at this point. I, I don't know. Whatever's easier, man. Okay, because sure. I don't, <laughs> it's, it's just really annoying to me. Cause it's like, I'm like CBS, you can't like you, you know, you're like, Oh, an hour is too long. Let's go to half hour. Hey, you know what? It'd be great. An hour. Like, Again, CBS, the company that keeps messing with the Twilight Zone, no matter what season it is, right? No matter what series it is. Um, yeah, so. well, at least they never really changed their consistency. Yes, right? Because you know? when we got <laughs> like, oh, CBS hasn't met a Twilight Zone that they don't want to screw with, right? So, all right. Anyway, let's get into who did what here. Okay, so our cast, uh, we'll start with our director here, Bradford May. Uh, we have talked about him previously. This is uh, the last of his outings. Um, for the directing uh, of the show. And he, we, we talked about him during the episode Grandma and also Night Song. So, yeah, so three interesting episodes, uh, two of them better than maybe one of them. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, like, but he was mainly the director of photography for the like the, the bulk of the series, right? We've talked about that. He, you know, has he clearly has a good eye for cinematography. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, our writer here is also somebody that we've talked about in the past. Uh, it's uh, Michael Cassett. I think that's how it's Yeah, Cassett, you're right. So, yeah. Um, so this is the last of five. Um, so he had also worked on uh, Wish Bank, Red Snow, uh, Toys of Tal- uh, Caliban, which we more recently talked about. And then um, The Convict's Piano, which is very, very recent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then we'll get into our cast here. And uh, Susan Blakely um, plays Linda Wolf. Uh, she's she was in the Towering Inferno. She was in Over the Top. Uh, very very small role in it, but she was in Over the Top. And then she was also in the cinematic classic Beverly Hills Ch- uh, Chihuahua Two. So yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to pick 1989's My Mom's a Werewolf. <laughs> I've not seen that, and I have not seen uh I almost said chinchilla too. I feel like that would be a better movie. <laughs> and oh, I just, I, I would hope. I, that I don't think be I've never seen chinchilla yeah. too, but there wouldn't be a one. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with um, you know the masterworks that are the Beverly Hills Chihuahuas uh, movies, but I think Beverly Hills Chinchilla would be better because you just see this ball rolling all over the place, right? Like it's amazing. And chinchilla yeah, sounds are, like a Charlie Band, like uh, you know, knockoff. Yeah, like it would be like Hollywood Hills Chinchilla. Like, oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, it just she looked look very familiar to me, right? I mean, of course, like you mentioned over the top because I think she is the mother, right, for a second. Yeah. In that. Um, but yeah, she just looks like, um, I just, I mean, looks familiar to me, but she also looks very much like an 80s actress. Not, nothing against her, right? But I thought I would know her from more, but I don't. Yeah, I, I wasn't really like outside of uh, over the top i've never really seen any of the other credits that she not even the towering inferno that is a blind spot for me unfortunately or airport 79 that that masterpiece i don't know what i'm talking about um you know i, I saw Actually, the, a lot uh, of the disaster films i've not right. seen so well i mean i saw um the more important one just called airplane from the 80s that i think is a much better representation right so <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um <laughs> The, uh, so yeah, William. Uh, so here's another uh, uh, 
credit accredited person towards this um, that we talked about previously. Uh, William Atherton. Uh, he was Brian Wolf, the the husband of Linda. Uh, we more recently talked about him in Night of the Meek, the well, the remake of the original episode. But uh, yeah, he was the manager. Yeah, and it's it's like actually nice to see him playing like a good guy. Like, you know, from yeah, like, I don't just, know how many of those roles he's ever been casted for because good Lord, is he an asshole in most of his, yeah, it's, <laughs> his like, it, it, it's like, you know, we'll get into this. Like he's generally like sympathetic in this, right? Like every and, time, you know. every time I see him in something, I'm like, Oh, this has, this man has no penis. <laughs> oh, <great>. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, he's still was, making a career work. Well, I mean, hey, you know, like, um, <laughs> I, just because he's, you know, he is uh, differently abled uh, with lack of peni, you know, like just, you know, anyway, continue. He's more, he's more streamlined. <laughs> more um, like but- William Atherton, uh, aerodynamic for acting needs. <laughs> uh, yeah, he should go into bicycling. Um, but yeah, we have uh, next here is a Virginia uh, Kaiser. Um, it could be pronounced one way or the other, I guess, Kisser or Kaiser. Uh, Catherine, uh, she plays Catherine Foley. Um, she she's a manager here. We'll see in a minute. It's better probably to say that. But she was in Poltergeist, mm-hmm. and she was also in uh, Dreamscape, which we've talked about numerous times. And uh, fourteen episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I, I had her here listed that her career started in nineteen fifty one, and then it would stop in eighty seven. Meaning, like shortly after this, because even though this was like like released in eighty seven, this was shot in eighty six. So. Um, whatever, maybe this ruined her. She's like, I'm done now. I can't, I can't handle this, this shit anymore. So there's too much credit card debt. <laughs> um, yeah. but next we have, uh, Ken Lerner, um, plays a salesman in this, a uh, bunch of Goldberg's episodes. I did not realize that this was the dude that was in Goldberg because I've seen him. I've seen the entire series of Goldberg's and I had no idea. Cause the only thing I recognized him from immediately when I saw him on this episode was he was in the running man. He was a dude that gets the pen in the back. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for pointing out who it was. I guess, uh, pun intended. Send me a copy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um no, like I admit, yeah. 29 episodes of the Goldbergs, which I watched the first couple seasons of it. I liked it. I just didn't get back to it. Um, Robocop two, maniac cop, uh, probably other cop films. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, still working. Yeah, it's, st- it's still getting pens in the back, probably. Um, He's just like, listen, yeah. I, I do have, like, I, I do do like contracts, but please, like, front-facing, please, let me sign them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, like, freaks out every time. Like, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> PTSD. Uh, Beverly uh, Elbin? Um, El- I, I think it's uh, Elbacher. Elbacher? Okay. Yeah. All right, so Beverly Elbacher. Uh, she plays a receptionist in, a, in this, and this is her only uh you know, role that she's ever had as far as IMDb is considered. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, she was in one more episode of the twilight zone than I was. So credit to her. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh Colby, um, Lombardo, Lombar- that, Lombardo. Yeah. yeah like I, the drummer, <laughs> the Colby Lombardo. Like if someone's like, give me a fake name. All right. How about this one? Like, Oh, I'm sorry, kid. That's your real name. Well, <laughs> he, he, Monterey he, Jack Lombardo was already taken. You can't yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he plays Evan. He's one of the children of the of the wolves. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, he was he was in the rookie. So that's the uh, uh, my God, uh, Charlie Sheen film. Okay. Uh, but yeah, next is uh, Zachary Boston uh, plays Matthew. He's one of the other children. 
72 episodes of Harry and the Hendersons. I did not realize that that series ran that long. <laughs> well, because um, it, it was syndicated television at the time, right? So, like, I mean, well, not that I mean, it's still syndicated television, but they would, like, a lot of these things would do, like, these multiple, like, big block seasons, right? Because if you, especially for a syndicated series, you want to hit a certain number so it can just kind of go on in perpetuity, right? And this was, like, the time when that was happening. Um, do you remember... Um, the action pack thing that had like originally had Xena, Hercules and a couple other shows. Yeah. Like and that, that's kind of the target, right? Was like having some of that. And then, um, even you may not remember this, but, uh, next generation was a syndicated television show. Um, and yeah. deep space nine was as well. Like, so those were kind of big deals. Um, Voyager wasn't Voyager was whenever UPN launched. But otherwise, those other two Star Trek series were actually syndicated. So they would make these big, long season runs. And Harry and the Hendersons, unfortunately, lasted quite a long time. Yeah, it had its audience. Uh, the uh, one thing it? I will say did that it have it its audience? Of- it definitely had time, probably between infomercials of like selling old people stuff. Anyway. Well, one of the interesting things I did find out about is dude that actually did play um, Harry and also the Predator, he did play all 72 episodes as the, you know, as Harry. So I'm like, wow, he had a short career, but at least he got, you know, he got something going after Harry and the Hendrickson. Yeah. Well, I mean, also like, um, the, to, to credit of that show, um, like the actual like suit was the same suit from the movie. So like it, there was no drop off in Harry quality. <laughs> well, Whatever, I mean, if, yeah. if, when you have somebody like, uh, Oh my God, who's uh, Rick Baker designing mm-hmm. it? Like, I, I don't think you need anybody else to redesign that suit. I just, it just, I don't, I, I remember watching a little bit when I was growing up just because it was on, right? And I was like, oh, it's a Sasquatch. I got to check this out. And I know at the end of the movie, they're like, go on, now you get. And they forced him back into the woods, right? John Lithgow and company. So it's like, do you think he's just like one of those things that, like, once you start like feeding animals like human food, they don't know how to live in the woods anymore? So this Harry just is like, I'm going to find another family. And I'm like, you know, all I smell, I smell brats. I live here now. You know, like, do you think, I I don't remember the pilot. I mean, maybe they caught him like digging in the trash. and like, I guess we have a new pet. I don't know. I mean, probably it makes sense. I guess (laughs) we see enough videos of bears uh, getting into people's houses now to eat food. So I'm going to guess it's a similar situation. (laughs) Or going into convenience stores and stealing uh, (laughs) candy bars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, but next year, uh, our last credit is uh, Frank Magan uh, Mangano Magano. There we go. Yeah. Uh, he plays the the truck driver, uh, the tow truck driver. So the only credit, right? And so. this was the only credit. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So that is um, the, the the cast of it, the card, and the baby is still lost to the credit card company. So. <laughs> yeah. And um. And what was the cat's name? Was uh uh Boris? Boris the cat was played. I don't know. And then the but okay, real quick. They they had a golden retriever named Scooby, right? I I yeah. understand that it's it's a TV show. You know, Boris, whatever. Like you name cats, human names. Like like that happens, right? Uh, and I get that Scooby was, you know, that, how many dogs have been named Scooby? It's a golden retriever. That's a dumb name for a golden retriever. Yeah. Make it at least a, a, a beagle or something. Yeah. That or like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Anyway, just, I was so annoyed that they, it's like, you dumb kids, you named the dog Scooby. Like you've only seen, like, whatever. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, let's get into the proper discussion of um, the card. Uh, we have um, Charles Aitman being a little, a little cheeky here about how the devil works. The devil, they say, 
having so far failed to destroy the human race with nuclear weapons, toxic waste, or elevator music, has finally devised his most cunning weapon, long-term credit with fine print written in the Twilight Zone. Or, I don't know, student loans. Um, I don't know. I just, like I, I elevator like that, music? Uh, really? Anyway, continue. I like that third on that list was elevator music. So, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, not, uh, you know, all the other things. Like, you know, if uh, famine or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that like, God. oh, like, you know, like, was it uh, uh, n- nuclear war and all this stuff? It's like, or, I don't know, Charles Amon intros. Like, I don't know, like... Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Um, Nonsensical ones, at least. I mean, Um, I get that. Like, I mean, it's like it's being cheeky on purpose and like and credit to uh, the writer, uh, Michael Cassett, because there was a commentary track on this. Um, and it, it was mostly a bunch of like the, like the, the, the three people talking and kind of like not congratulating them, but like this was done in 86, they recorded the commentary in 2004. So I mean, why not? Like, you know what? You do deserve a little bit of a victory lap because the thing actually made it to air and you were able to get together and talk about it for a second. So whatever. Right. Um, yeah. but he cast it, said that, um, when he came up with the idea for this episode, he wanted to write one that could have existed during the original series about a supposed common convenience that comes back to bite you. And I love that thought process. Cause that's, I think that's perfectly aligned with this, but I think he wrote Eamon's intro, which you, you could see that like, um, which is fine. It's just that, man, I wish like you, know, you could have put a little bit more of a Sterling spin on that. Cause it, I think it would have been a way, a little bit more, um, entertaining. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, but we, at least it's better than a lot of the other intros. We're we just had. like, hey, hey, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I'm just going to wander around and just like talk and just say random things. Like, good enough. Hey, cut. Take print. Hey, I had Chinese food. This is what it said on the, <laughs> the you know, the fortune cookie. Confucius say. Uh, yeah. Something, something. Uh, good friends in bed. Twilight Zone. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Luck, Lucky Cat says your numbers are 5, 12, 13. The Twilight Zone. I don't know. So, um, but so I, I'll be honest. So when this started off and they mentioned like long-term credit or whatever, I'm like, okay. But when they pulled, like you see our character, Linda and her family pull in this, this, uh, parking lot. And I saw the video store and I'm like, is the card a video card? I was crossing my fingers, hoping that's what it was going to be. I, I was like, that would have been amazing. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen where that would go. Um, but yeah, we, did, we didn't get that, but, uh, yeah. oh well. <laughs> but so yeah, we we see Linda and she's pulling into the this um, storefront area where she's going into a place called the Card. Um, they couldn't have thought of anything better than that. And she has three children with her, and she's trying to get them together. One of them's really young, probably about you know one and a half or so. And you know she has to she has a meeting set up with the the manager who is uh, Catherine Foley. And uh, we find out in this interview that she has with Catherine that this is a, a credit card company that is, quote unquote, kind of the last resort credit card companies for people that don't have really good credit or have been, uh, you know, pushed away by a lot of other companies, you know, the visas of the world, the discoverers of the world. And it's like, well, now you're down on your luck and you still need to pay for your groceries. Where do you go? You go to the card. Well, I would also point out too. Like, did you notice? Like, whatever. Like, like she goes and talks to the 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 person that's offering that to them. 
that that person runs through their credit, which we, we got. Let's take a let wind back for a second. When she first shows up for this, like you know, this appointment, she's there talking to the secretary, and we see she looks over to the right, and there's two doors labeled acquisitions and disbursements, and she sees a mother carrying a child from the one door to the other door, and it's like that's weird, whatever. And then she's like, "Oh, I have an appointment with so and so." I also like that she tells like her two. Her two kids, not like the newborn, like whatever, like stay here and be good. I'm like, Linda, I understand that you have a lot going on. Um, whatever fresh hell is about to happen to you, you kind of deserve it. Yeah. Anyway. So like, I don't know, like you're just going to be like, Hey, you two kids be good. That means that whatever they're going to do, the secretary has to put up with. I don't know, man. I'm not a parent. That seems that that does not seem like a good idea to me. Um, whatever. Uh, so she goes in, talks to uh, the, the, the woman that's the one like offering the card. But she goes Definitely, through, yeah. yeah, yeah. She goes through like the credit history. Did, did one of them made me laugh though when she mentioned like you know, hey, like all these credit card companies, department store, and Union seventy six. You know, you're not approved anymore. Do you know what Union seventy six is? I don't, but it's probably like kind of like Fireman's Union kind of. No, thing. No, it's a gas station. It's a service station. Oh. Oh. Um, you, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you saw the 76. logo, the big, the big orange Union Seventy Six, right? Like it's not really a thing anymore, but yeah. So it's like, what kind? What did you run up at a gas station that they're not going to approve you anymore? You're like, listen, I got to get all these now and later's and all these scratchers. I'm good, right? Um, like, clearly, you know, like, uh, what else did she run up? Diners Club? Did Telly Savalas like just run you out of town? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so, um, so everything, right? So. Uh, and then I like, um, there's something I'll play later at the end where like, she's like, Oh, I didn't expect a credit card company to call me. Like, like, Oh, how times have changed, you know, like with <laughs> an know, offer, like, like yeah, how I they've called calls from other people's credit card. Companies. Yeah, no, but it's not even like an offer. It's like, it's like, like 90% of my mail is like, you're pre-approved. I'm like, I, I thank you. No, you know, like, um, like we're going to lose all the trees in the world because of all this stuff. Right. That's what's going to happen. But well, I, no. you know, I still have uh, offers for uh, my wife's dead aunt. So that's, you know, I'm glad that she has good enough credit still, too. So, I mean, um, you know, it's dude, like a little bit of fraud's okay. Like, just go ahead, sign off on that, run it up and be like, Buck, Buck Mundy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, you know, it's like, well, she signed this, you know, like, it's like, and then like, if anybody gives you any grief, just like send them copies of weekends at Bernie's and be like, here's, you know, that's the defense, right? Like, they don't know what's going on anyway. So. Don't do that, people. That's not actionable. Please don't do that. Um, so, so yeah, the fact that like uh, Linda's like, oh, this is like the credit card of last resort, and and, and the, the person's like, well, of course, <laughs> it's like we are a little strict on things. No shit, right? Like regardless of what we know about, it's like if you're offering people that have like a credit score rating of three, um, or credit rating of three, like that's bad, right? Like so, um, you know, and then. We insist on a minimum payment with with seven within seven days, not thirty. And then Linda's like, "That seems a little harsh." And it's like, "Well, whatever." She's like, "Sign me up." Like, but dude, what really? What, let's think about what minimum payments are too. Minimum payments are like for a lot of companies, like nineteen bucks or whatever. Yeah, twenty bucks. It's like if you're running up your credit that quickly and you can't pay the minimum in a week. Like that's you're you're really yeah. Hard time. Like, I, mean, I understand that if it gets to a certain point, the minimum is adjusted like percentage wise, right? But like, mm. let's be honest here. The very first thing she buys is a bottle of perfume. Sorry, parfum. I don't know if you saw the actual image. It said uh, it said parfum on it. P a r f u m. 
Um, and by the way, did you catch the name of the the perfume bottle? Nah. Compulsion. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things that it's just like chef's kiss for the for the episode that just feels very like ah, I see what you did there. I appreciate I, it. I watched this three times and I did not notice that. Wow, that is that's how focused I was. No, on no, but I'm saying it's, it's very quick and you miss it, but it's like, I don't know about you, but I like those little, like, Oh, you added a little bit more going on here. Right. So, but like she's home with her three kids, a dog and a cat. And then her husband comes home and, um, you know, he's like, Oh, like, Oh, I see you bought this. Like, did I forget about something like an anniversary? She's like, no, I like, you know, I just wanted a little, like a little present. He's like, well, okay, that's good. Um, you know, you deserve a little well, present, you know, everybody. Well, just, well we focus yeah. on the cat uh, kind Boris. of a second. Too. Yeah. Cause, um, Brian is allergic. Right. And, and yeah, the cat so is inside. Brian, the husband, he's just like, you know, of course, you know, um, my God, what the hell is her name? And we'll get in here. Linda. Uh, Linda, Linda says, expresses to the children, Hey, we got to get the cat out here. Cause you know, your dad's allergic. The cat stays outside. So that's the agreement. They can kind of have the cat, but the cat has his area when dad's home. So. Which, by the way, I mean, Which, that means, that's not enough. No, <laughs> no, you're so you know no, I just like I, Terry is very allergic to cats and I f- forced him to come over to my place where we have um, multiple cats. So clearly I, I always wish him to have bad respiratory issues coming over. Yeah, you're, you're, you're increasing the strength every single time. I think you, uh, you're up to like, what, 15 now? What is it? Um, Probably. So the next time I come over, it's just instant death. And it's going to be very similar to the birds when they all start collecting on um, the playground uh, right before they swarm. You're going to be like, Paul, I thought you had like four cats. I'm like, did I? And they're just going to no, be just gonna, like, you know, all the cats. You know. You're going to just train one so, so well. That it's gonna be like the cat in um, uh, what is it? Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. It's just gonna <laughs> leap in, leap right into my throat. <laughs> no, it's not your throat. Not your throat. Your sinuses. Somehow it's gonna work its way in there. I'm gonna find uh, the the longest hair cat ever. I'm gonna find a Maine Coon just to shove itself into your sinuses. Um, no, kidding. But anyway, uh, so. Uh, yeah. So the whole thing is like, also, by the way, it's like, when you talk about it, it's like, oh, that's why we keep the cat outside. I'm like, I just, I don't know, irresponsible cat ownership, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But, um, so whenever Brian's like, oh, you got this, you know, perfume and all this stuff. She's like, yeah, I just wanted like a little, like little thing for me, like a little snack or whatever. Right. Um, he looks at the credit card receipt and do you notice that she's like, oh, hey, hey kids, go ahead and take the stuff outside. She stuffs it in the gift bag and makes them throw it away. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, this, I mean, you said you watched it three times. I watched it twice. Um, whatever Brian's like, Hey, is there something going on? And she says to him, are we going to start fighting about Linda's problem again? I, the first time through, I didn't realize her name was Linda. So I'm like, is he talking about like an ex-wife that spent a lot of money or something? Very confusing for her to go into third person immediately. Yeah. I, I, it took me a second as well, but then like throughout the rest of the episode, I'm like, Oh, that Linda problem. Oh, yeah, capital P right. Like, yeah. Um, but but, the elephant in the room. Yes. Yeah. That Mm. she already bought with credit that you can't return. Uh, so, um, but yeah, but like Brian has every right to be worried. Clearly. Like, did she run all these like debts up, um, before they married? I don't know. Also, by the way, pretty nice house situation. Seems like he's making enough money. Like, I don't know there. I'm not saying that like, you know, couples don't like have their problems and stuff, but I'm like, wow, like they really did overcome like her becoming like 
like this, like, you know, like she can't even go to a gas station without like a photo of her up there. Like do not serve this lady. Right. Like, um, anyway. well, it makes me wonder when those problems occurred because nothing seems to be telling me that they live a lavish lifestyle. You know, they have, they have a relatively nice house, um, for the eighties and that, and it, you know, it's, it's adequate for the family, but it doesn't seem like somebody who's a, been so relinquished on their debts and that that they they you know nothing seems to be getting getting crazy here like she doesn't have fair enough but i mean like they, 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 their car is like, not amazing either yeah but it isn't like they're like um like stuck in a department like when we met that couple from button button right because that'd right, be right. even worse where it's like if it was them in like this like two-room apartment and they have three kids a cat and a dog and it's because that's all they could afford because she's had this rampant debt right like but anyway, that's you hear her there, living a pretty good life, right? Um, so, uh, and then it says one week later, right? Uh, she's looking for Boris, the cat. He's missing. And then she asks the kids and, and no one remembers the cat, right? Um, so then she, like, Brian confronts her about it. And then she's like, oh, well, if I don't have a cat, what's been sleeping on this ratty mat outside? I'm like, you're a bad cat owner. Like, you know, that you're going to openly acknowledge, like, what if Boris, what if Boris said, F it, I'm out of here. You know, like I've seen the incredible journey. Maybe he was going back to his real family. We don't know this. Yeah, he's he's jumping trains right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's totally out of he's, it. He's stuck in a boxcar with five dentists that are all bitching to each other. <laughs> oh, no, just with Pee Wee Herman. Oh, well, that's true. I, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I was calling back to something way worse. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so then. Uh, so he's gone and she's like, well, we had a cat and then Brian doesn't recall it at all. And then he's like, I'm allergic. And then they, you know, whatever. So then we cut to, they're going to go buy a fridge. Right. And then, um, she goes to like, go to charge it. Um, and the cards declined or it won't go through initially. So she goes to talk to, you know, the guy, whatever the salesman away from the, the husband. Um, and then like, she's on the phone with the company. And so she writes a check. It's, I mean, is it for the minimum payment? I don't know. But either way, the the um, the thing goes through. They get the fridge. Um, and there's also some talk about the cat again that he does not remember them having. Right? So then um, – and then she mentioned about like, oh, well, um, like I didn't make the minimum payment in time. And he's like, oh – well, she said? She's like, I guess the slip got thrown out with the box. I mean, you mean the thing that you did right in front of your husband? Like – Seems weird to me. You're like, oh, I guess I threw away that bill by accident. The thing that you did on purpose. And like, this is the kind of shit that probably he's been like dealing with for years. You know, if, if she's racked up that kind of debt and had those kinds of problems, where how they much had is to have the minimum discussion. payment for a bottle of perfume, though? I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Like, like it's very confusing like, to me. I like, mean, like, like I mean, let's say let's say on, on the higher end in '80s money, that's like a ninety dollar bottle. What is that? Thirteen bucks? I mean, like. You, you gotta be able to make 13 a 13 dollar payment you know <laughs> yeah i mean you gotta be able to. i mean that you know like i mean it's not like you went out and bought like a bunch of brute or like you know old english leather or whatever like you know you know just uh <laughs> no high karate, high karate right draco noir you know whatever so um <laughs> whatever anyway uh so then um then uh what was it um they talk about the dog for a minute the name is scooby i talked about that's it. a dumb name for a golden retriever uh, but then like, was it, um, like, it's like a little later the, she has the new fridge also, by the way, like she goes to pull like food out of the refrigerator and she smells the hamburger and it's going bad. And then it's like her first inclination is be like, Oh, this smells bad. I should feed it to our dog. 
what the hell is going on here? <laughs> well, I, I can't say too much about that because dogs are able to <laughs> dogs are able to eat stuff that like humans can't. And if it's like one day bad and it's kind of got like that weird smell, like it's not quite bad, but it's it's like it's not good for me to feed to my children. Yeah, I know, but it's just, I don't know. I guess I was just literally talking about uh, vultures picking out a skunk, so I don't know what I have to talk about. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they but, can uh, consume that. Yeah. Um, but I'm was, sure that skunk wasn't fresh. <laughs> well, no, it was I, no, it was there for less than a day because, like, you know, they, trust me. Well, like, they didn't want it to spoil, so they got yeah, on it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it already got the, uh, the stink knocked out of it from whatever hit it with the car, so it's fine. Uh, so... Um, I like that. She's like, do you think, uh, do you think Scooby appreciates some hamburger and his whatever? And the, the kids are like, what, what dog are you talking about? Um, so like, which, you know, again, like repeat a beat. Fine. Right. The cat's gone. The dog's gone. Um, my thought to you is the second time I watched this and I don't know how it would work, but I think it would be scarier if she forgot about everything that was missing and her family didn't. Right. Like what if, like everyone's like, well, where's the cat? Where's the dog? She'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but she goes out and keeps using the card. Man, how much darker would that be? Right. If they kept like blanking her that she's like giving away everything. Right. I don't like, know. I, I, I think, I, I think this works a little bit better for me because it just, the idea that she's kind of looking like she's losing her shit in front of her family. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. Know. No, no, it, it does work. But at the same time, it's like, I just think there'd also be that thing where it's like you as the viewer are aware that this is all missing and then they know, but then she's like some reason not paying attention. So she keeps charging her entire life away. I don't know. Something that just, it was something that occurred to me either way. Both of these are bad news. Right. Uh, so then, um, so then what was it? Uh, the husband comes home and, and she's like, yeah, I'm sure the kids said like, I was losing my mind. And I like that. He was like, no, uh, the kids were in the room scared. Like basically it was implied that like, they didn't want to come out because they're scared of you. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Right. But then Brian is like still very reasonable. He's like, yeah, you know what? You're under a lot of stress. You're at home, a lot going on. You have three, we, three kids, you know, maybe you need to talk to somebody. And she's like, she gets like upset about that. Right. Um, but then he mentioned something about like, what was it about the payments about the card about like seven days and how it was the eighth day since the purchase of the fridge. I like that. She said three of those days were weekends. Uh, those days don't count. What was the third weekend day? Like, we don't know. Was there a holiday supposedly? Also, you and I both live in a world where Saturdays count as business days, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, but I like that. She's like, well, it doesn't, it's like, did you like, they said seven days. They don't say, they didn't say seven business days, but you just wanted, you know, you just wanted your charge card. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, and then the fact that it's just explained to him as plainly as possible, like the seven days is like, all right, well, you already have gotten yourself in trouble before. Let's not even tempt the seventh day. Let's not even look at the seventh day as an option. I think that's where Brian's really at at this point. It's like, I'm married to you. Like, you're going to you're going to bury me in your debt now. Like, I think yeah. that's part of his questioning here. Yeah. So then. Um, so she's like, I'm not going to even use the car to get anymore. He's like, well, good. So then of course the next day she's out driving and the car breaks down, which that is the most relatable thing ever. Right. Where it's like, regardless of how I feel about her as a person and a mother and a pet owner, like, it's just like, you know what? We're good. I'll stop. I'll stop. And it's like, one more goddamn thing happens. Right. Like we've all been there. 
Dude, I have totally been there. I have totally, totally, totally been there. I have, I, I, I am an American. I have been through debt as well, uh, and it was, it has happened at those times where it's like the most depressing points of my life, and it's like one more thing has to happen today. And honestly, I would probably, if I was her, and I've had the kind of troubles that she had, as long as the kids aren't in the car, I'm ghosting that thing off the cliff. <laughs> I'm just leaving it in the intersection. Like, you know what? Forget it. Just forget it. Just take the plates off, file off the serial number off the engine, you know, whatever. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. take the vent off the dash. Like this car, this car belongs to everybody now. Right. Like I, I get it. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just remember all, everybody remember there's two VIN numbers in your car. One's on the dash, one's on your driver's door. So if you ever need to ditch your car, make sure you make sure you file those off. Right. Like, don't, again, bad advice. Don't do that. Uh, so, um, like, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's what they come here for. The Just bad, bad advice. advice <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, she calls the tow company and the guy's like, Oh, you know, like it's going to cost about 300 bucks and then the toast $60. And then she's like, but I only have $12. And I like the guy's like, all right, well, we're going to put the car back down. I'm like, fair enough. Like $12 in 1980s money is probably enough to buy a house now, but you know, not enough for that. Right. So I just like that. She's quiet up until the point that the car is almost about to be taken away. And he just like finds out about like I, the, the thing that just makes the, <laughs> makes the funniest point of it is like when she hears all the, to- the total, she's like, $12 isn't going to pay for all of that. Like that's, I, I think that's how she's trying to rationalize it. Their well, clearly she's just like, no. how money works, right? So, I have a coupon. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But I'm a mother. Like whatever. Anyway, so, uh, so she pays the money. Good thing. They take credit cards. She gets home and Brian's been worried sick about her. And he's like, well, what happened? He tell and she tells him and like, and she's like, well, he's like, why didn't you call? She's like, well, I didn't want you to have to you know, be worried and bring the kids down to the gas station, to a gas station. And basically he's like, kids, what kids? Right. So, um, they're all gone. And to the point where she runs up to where their bedrooms are. And it's like, what, like they're both like, one's like an office and one's like a, a crafting room. Right. So she freaks out appropriately. Right. And then, uh, Brian, again, the most reasonable man in the world is trying to understand what happened. And then she's like, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. Leave me alone. And all credit to the, the, the episode here. Like they, they linger on this. They keep it like a, a, a very prolonged shot with the two of them. Like there's no quick cutting. Like you get like, it's very, it's very, um, much more like a film versus a TV show. Very cool shot. Um, but then he leaves her alone. So she immediately goes out door to door asking about her kids um, and then as she like struggles, she drops her purse and the card pops out and she's like, huh, maybe this thing I've not been paying is causing these problems, you know, maybe. Um, so yeah. Uh, so she ends up going back to, uh, the card place. So tell, tell people what happens next. This is a uh, ridiculous and horrific. All right. So she storms into the place and of course tells the receptionist like, where is that Catherine Foley? I need to talk to her right now. I want to know what's going on and she's like oh hold on a second so she gets in there as she goes in as she's about to go in though she sees her children walking and i i of course it's you know made just for the episode but you have those two doors that you were talking about and there's a big window in front of those two doors so you can't even access that area yet so she's like against the window like trying to get her kids attention and the kids just look at her like 
I don't know who that crazy lady is. And they just go into the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so she freaks out again, rightfully so. And she goes in and yells at, uh, the person that's in charge of the count. Oh, we, we, we forgot to like, there's also these little cutaways or whenever the person in charge of the account would get phone calls from random people and be like, Oh, she used the cardigan though. She was delinquent. And I, I like, I love eighties computers where the screen is just black with large green letters saying delinquent on it. Cause that's how computers mm-hmm. work. Um, but anyway, so when she confronts the person that's in charge of her account, um, I like that. Did, I, I don't know if you, p- you picked this up where they admitted like, yeah, we did take your kids and the cat. They did not mention the dog during that, <laughs> that sequence. I'm just like, w- like what happened? Right? Like, like there's potential. The dog just left. Right. And was like, F this, I'm out. So I wrote in my notes, all in caps, justice for Scooby, because they were not, they, <laughs> we don't know what happened to Scooby. Right. So, um, and then, then, uh, the, 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 one of the lines of like, you know, we can take anything we like. I was like, fair enough. Cause they didn't read the terms and conditions. And also she's like, yeah, we'll make sure that your kids are put in a better place. And she's like, no, no, no. Like my kids need, need me. I'm their parent. And like, and then the woman's like, well, basically she's like, not shown you're responsible like why should you have your kids fair enough point point they're, to the people at the car. It's, it's like not like they're just gonna put a boot on them and then send them <laughs> back boot, with her a boot. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can have your child but you can't use your child <laughs> yeah it's like you can have them but they can't actually develop any further uh it's so they more of your debt back <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to write a check because they, they point out that her personal checking account's overdrawn, surprising nobody. Um, probably to pay for that fridge, maybe. Who knows, right? Um, and then uh, she writes a, a check from the joint checking account that should be enough to cover, which I'm glad that they didn't say the number, but it just makes me wonder what it was. And if it was the um, minimum uh, amount or just, you know, whatever the full amount was. So we get, we get uh, Linda running home to make sure to talk to her husband to be like, you know, hey, this is what's going on. And he's like, yeah, like finally he's like, this has to stop. Whatever's going on. Um, the bank called me and then she's like, what happened? He's like, I stopped the check. Her terror is very real and credit to the actress, right? That she's like, what did you do? And it's like, yeah. Um, so the, the people behind the card didn't get their money and I'll let you talk about this next sequence, which is ridiculous, but kind of awesome at the same time. So, um, I, pretty much we just lose sight of, uh, Brian, right? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. I forget. But uh, you know, no nuts McGee. Um, it, he, uh, he just like, he disappears pretty much. Then she starts going around and other things start disappearing from the house. And she goes over to a drawer and she's trying to fish something out of the drawer and each thing that she puts out, she puts down a ladle, and that disappears. Then she puts down, like, a cheese grater, and that disappears. And then another thing, and that disappears. Finally, she grabs, what was it, a knife or no, something? No, a pair, a pair of scissors, because she's going to try to cut the A pair of scissors, yeah. yeah. yeah but so then she, she looks over she, at a frame photo, and it's like, and then she sees Brian disappear from the photo. Like, it's like Back to the Future, right? And yeah. She's like, oh, no. Which I like, thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> That was great. Also, so right before she goes to cut the card, did you notice, like, I was kind of hoping that the fridge would stay because that's the one thing she paid for with the card. But did you notice when the fridge disappears, it's like it basically goes glug, glug, glug. Did you notice the the noise, the the water noise of the fridge disappearing? It was amazing. 
Yeah, yeah like the Sonics dying in the water. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, everything's been taken from her house, like dining room table, set, like what TV, whatever, right? And so she goes to try to cut the card. <laughs> I like yeah. what I I want to yeah. point out too. So yeah, I love how ruthless this company is. That they're like, we're gonna take all the living beings out of your house first, first, and then we're gonna take your belongings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Which I was thinking about this. It's like if somebody understood how this card worked, and you had a couple people that you're living with that you didn't much care for, you could probably <laughs> game the system and get them out of your life, and then then make the minimum payments and pay the card off. And I think you'd be good, right? Like you could, you could use this to your advantage. I think. They're like, right? can I pick the order of which one goes? Can I pick the order? First? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, who, like yeah. my Aunt Lucy, who lives with us, she's going first. Okay, yeah, cool. And then her son, Jimmy, he's <laughs> next. Because he kind of contributes around the house, but not enough lately. But they're all yeah. if they're all gone, that's less money to spend. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then she goes like to- Double wide is not big enough anymore. Right. Uh, but I do love myself a refrigerator uh, and some perfume. Uh, so then- she cuts the card, and as it's cut in half, it's falling, 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 and it's amazing because then, like we we see the outside, the exterior of the house, and then it just vanishes. She vanishes. All that's left is the card cut in two, hitting the ground, and that's the end of your episode. Um, kind of great. Makes no sense, but kind of great. Yeah, I just I uh, I think it's interesting that she disappears at the end because it's like what is she worth to that company now? Like yeah. the card actually would look at her as like, well, we're, we were your last little bit of defense, uh, you know, in this world to try to buy something. And it's like, now you have no credit. Now you have no belongings. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been better if she was like left in that lot by herself. Right. Just yeah. to kind of like suffer through like, like you literally, I just, like, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like a, a repo genetic opera kind of thing where she just starts losing limbs or something next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, yeah. Like, um, they, uh, yeah, I just, the logic of she gets like the, the people collecting get calls of like, Oh, you know, you can do this and take stuff. So at first it's implied, like somebody walked into the house and took the dog and the cat. Right. And it's like, okay. So it's like, you know, there's that, but then eventually it just becomes like this whole, like, like metaphysical thing of like literal items being taken. Right. It's like, and that's, you know, it's fun. It's a fun, nasty little story. Uh, it just, it like the logic of how the card, how the company takes what they feel are owed. doesn't make sense. However, you're also buying into the idea that you've already didn't read the user agreement, the contract, and this is what's going to happen. So whenever uh, Michael Cassett said, I had an idea that I wanted a story to kind of exist, like if it would have been the original series, I could have easily seen this episode for what it is spiraling out the same way, right? And it's it's a nasty little story, and I love it. I think it's a lot of yeah. fun. I just think it would have been really wonderful at the end, and I know it wouldn't have worked, um, you know, because the episodes were filmed at different times and that. But if you just saw, uh, you know, a newspaper article, it's like major merge happens. It's like Aquavita yeah. and the card <laughs> yes, merge together. Yes. <laughs> right. That would have been that would have been amazing. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, it's, this is a fun, nasty little episode. Like I, you know, when it started going, like I, I really kind of appreciated like where like you know, the chucking along of this. I just, she is not a good person. I'm not saying she's inherently a bad person. 
like she's not like like you know like a monster, but very irresponsible. Didn't bother checking anything, and you know you have a problem, and this problem came back to bite you. It's like you know what was it that original episode from the original series episode, the fever, right? Like that's it. Mm. You're going to keep chasing it, right? So yeah, I don't know. A lot of fun. I, and I don't think this one loses any, you know, kind of like uh, meaning, and especially nowadays with how credit card companies and credit systems are just yeah. built for other for people to fail. Yeah. You know, I will be honest. The first time I started watching this, I actually stopped halfway through and talked to my wife and we made a credit card payment because I was thinking about it because uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I have five cats. I don't want to lose any of them. You were just in a cold sweat. You're like, oh my God, they took the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I have four cats. I was joking that I implied that there was a fifth cat that's been missing now. But anyway, so yeah, but I was, I was like, you know what? I should probably make more than the minimum payment. Cause you know, I'm like, cause I want to keep my cats and my wife and my house and my car, you know, like keeping my wife. That's not what I meant by that, but you know what I mean? So yes. And, and, and your turkey vulture. So. Might, yeah. And all, all, all of the turkey vultures outside. I want to keep them as well. So <laughs> So, you know, be right. Like this has only gotten stronger in terms of like how predatory, uh, these things can be right. And how, um, yeah, this is a very extreme version, like viewpoint, but there's people that fall into this kind of trap in the cycle. You might as well like make their house literally disappear. Right. So yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's one that actually holds up pretty well. This is the kind of like smart, like, uh, like black humor writing that I wish we saw more of in this iteration of the series, but I'm glad that we got it. Yeah. It, it just, it's, it, it just hits home. So, so close that it's just like, I don't think anybody knows or has been or doesn't know or has already themselves been in some sort of debt, be it college, be it credit card, oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, I've actually talked to a, a particular person where they said, because of the loans that I've signed, even after my I'm dead, they're going to come after my dead body to come get that money. Oh, yeah. I'm like, like yeah, yeah. how how crazy is that? So, I oh. mean, I just I, this it's it's a scary thing, but it's like it, it was it pulled it was pulled off really, really well, too, I think, in this. Oh, no, for sure. And like uh, I, and I can speak to some of my own decisions. That I'm like, yeah, I'm not like I'm not getting out from underneath. Uh, like hopefully there's not like some kind of weird afterlife where I have to work like third shift at like a Taco Bell to pay off the rest of it or something. But, um, yeah. And, you know, like also I remember in my twenties having to explain to the bank that I did not mean to overdraft ordering McDonald's. So we've all been there, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't take the overdraft off. So I paid extra for McDonald's, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it happens anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, it happens too often. It's yeah. still, I mean, to this oh, day, this I'm, kind of I'm not saying happening. I'm perfect with money far from it, but yeah, this, uh, this really hits, you know? So, all right. Uh, any other, any other uh, notes here? I just, I, I mentioned already, there's a commentary track, not much there other than uh Cassett saying he wants something to exist in the original vein of this. Also point out that, um, the house that this was set in was actually a set as opposed to a physical location. Um, like you wouldn't know it like, uh, cause also, um, uh, was it Bradford may knows how to actually shoot and they actually made it a point to make this one look more, uh, pedestrian versus like how they would go with like the darker tones and shadows for a lot of episodes. If you notice, this is actually a very bright looking episode. And I thought that was actually a location they were shooting in. It wasn't that, I thought that was really cool. It, I mean, yeah. We don't yeah. need the darkness to show the doom and gloom of a, you know, 
the the, the setting and that yeah. and what, the, what the events are. Yeah, but like that's that 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 interior of that house looked like a like I mean I understand that like you know that's the whole point is like it's a set but it's like I thought that was a location shoot but it wasn't and I thought that was actually pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the one thing I thought was interesting is the the credit card having her uh, Linda's maiden name on it when we see it at the end. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's a that's a nice call because it's like she is not married anymore. You're right. That's a oh I didn't pick up on that. That's that's wicked. I like that. Okay. See, those are the little details that feed my soul with some of these episodes where I'm like, oh, you really thought this through. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, especially it's like we have, you know, a decent amount of moving parts in this. Somebody really did take the time to, like, cultivate the story here a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I liked it. So uh, any other notes before we get that twist? No, that's it, man. Let's rate that twist. Uh, twist rating me one through five, meaning one we saw from mile away and five meaning mind blowing does not that twist rating is not how necessarily great on the episode. Um, episodes called the card things started disappearing. Uh, and that kept in, uh, escalating. I'm going to give that a three, but it was a very fun three. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, a four because you know, everything leading up to, well, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to do this in reverse. I'm, I'm going to give it a two because I think that like, you know, everything escalating that it did things being taken away from her, that kind of made sense. But the fact that they like, didn't give her back her children or anything that was like, Whoa, (laughs) that's a little dark. So I thought there was going to be a way that she could pay her penance and like get her children back. So I, you know, Fair enough. I mean, the fact fact that that the end of it, unlike a, such a, like a down note, like, we we've seen that the series is capable of doing that, but it was like, huh? Yeah. So no, anyway, um, yeah, uh, I dig it. This was a, this was a fun one to, to get into. So, um, yeah, before we talk about what we're doing next, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at, uh, strange highways. Um, I will have some images from this episode. I know I've been bad about posting them, uh, but I do have, uh, some images of the card and some other things going on. There was a bit where the boys were right before they were put to bed. The, both of them were playing with, with Mr. Potato heads. It was weird. I have an image of that to put on the, the, the social media. You can email us directly at strange highways, podcast, uh, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. It'd be greatly appreciated and share, share, share. If you love this and love the conversation, let other people know. Um, we do appreciate it. And Terry, where can people find us otherwise? Uh, we are still on Instagram. Check us out over there. Uh, again, the holidays were kind of a you know thing for us. We took a little break, uh, but we're you know gonna get the social media stuff powered up again and get some content out to you guys. It'll make you laugh, make you cry, make <laughs> you want to <laughs> make you see what happens next. But uh, the other thing I will bring up, and it's something of a newer feature, if any of y'all are listening to us on Spotify, there is a little uh, segment on there of each episode where you can ask a question. So we can go ahead and monitor that, and then we can answer your questions on air. So the, you know, if you have any questions about any of the episodes, go ahead and go to those uh, those ex- episodes marked on there. And, you know, it's no no membership outside of your own Spotify. So if you use that, that might be some way to engage with us quickly and easily. Awesome. All right. So uh, let's talk about what we're doing next. And now Mr. Serling next episode, a numbering be damned. It is season two, episode nine. I I'm calling it nine, not eight B go screw yourself. Uh, CBS. It is the junction. Um, it is uh, Terry. Are you, do you know anything about this episode yet or no? 
not to this point, no. Um, directed by Bill Duke. So, um, you know, uh, of Predator fame and other things. So we'll get into that. Uh, a lot, the large cast, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll get through when we get there. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the junction. So that's going to do it for uh, uh, this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Uh, make minimum payments, at least. You should be doing more to make than make minimum payments. But, you know, you don't need to incur service fees or losing um, families, family, loved ones, or pets. That's what I'll say. Yeah, take better care of your cat and dog than, than Linda did. Not every day I get a phone call inviting me to be a credit card holder.